This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's no secret that John Tory was displeased with the lack of money for the city in Toronto in the provincial Liberal budget released last week, especially since it appeared that there were goodies for just about every other group, organization, whatever. Yesterday, there was a very pointed and public meeting between Ontario PC leader Patrick Brown and Mayor Tory at City Hall. Meanwhile, Premier Kathleen Wynne maintains that the city actually got hundreds of millions of dollars in the provincial document. Mayor John Tory joins me now. Hello. Hi, Libby. Well, uh, first of all, uh, does this mark uh, a whole new and uh, fairly negative era in your relations with the Liberal government? I hope not. But, you know, if you go back, uh, I brought forward, I think, at some, you know, political uh, risk to myself, uh, some uh, proposals for road tolls uh, to help us pay for transit, because people have said uh, oftentimes, well, how are you going to make your own contribution to these things? And I did that with encouragement from the Ontario government uh, and, you know, right up to the top. And then, of course, as you know, they turned around under pressure from their 905 uh, representatives and uh, disallowed those road tolls, even though we were entitled to do it under the law. And so I've, I've simply taken the position since then that they have an obligation to uh, step up uh, in light of that decision, but also just on the on the subject of traffic, which is nightmarish in this region, uh, step up on the future list of transit projects. They, I, I acknowledge straight up, Libby, I acknowledge straight up They've funded lots of transit projects uh, in the past and present in the Toronto area, but one of our challenges is not to stop building transit as we did for decades. And then the second thing, of course, is housing, where um, you know they downloaded housing that was in substandard repair uh, when they downloaded it 20 years ago or so, and they just downloaded it to the cities across Ontario, not just Toronto. And today there's a gigantic backlog uh, of housing that houses 110,000 people, the size of Thornhill, right inside Toronto. And I'm just saying that we need some help with the $2.5 billion repair backlog. The feds have stepped up uh, after saying for years they wouldn't. And now uh, we've got the province saying they're not going to uh, do anything. There's not a cent of new money for social housing repair in this budget. Well, uh, you make a very good point. And bringing up the whole question of road tolls, I mean, basically, they uh, threw you under the bus, I'd say. Well, you know, whatever characterization people want to put on it, they certainly, um, you know, encouraged me along. I went to the city council, took some risk in so doing, got an overwhelming vote in favor of this at the city council, the elected representatives for Toronto, and uh, then it was shot down. But you know what? I mean, you can't go back over that stuff, but you just have to say that's what put us in the situation we're in today, and it certainly didn't uh, strike a positive note. And I I would note, though, that after that episode, uh, the premier herself said we're going to have to partner with the 
city of Toronto on housing. She said that, and I was encouraged by that. In fact, I said so at the time publicly. But uh, subsequent to that, um, after having clearly indicated we needed some help with the uh, social housing repair, the Toronto Community Housing Repair Bill, which is $2.5 billion in total, and we put up, by the way, a billion dollars of city of Toronto-derived money, so it's not as if we haven't stepped up, uh, and the feds have now said they're going to help, and so we've just got the province out there saying, uh, you know, sorry about that, um, and we just, it didn't find its way to the budget. Um, what was what message were you trying to send with that very public meeting with Patrick Brown? I mean, on the other hand, he he's very clear that he would not approve any new taxes like a road toll, which he considers a tax. Yeah, that's true. But I will tell you, there was no message in it other than the same message I'd spoken after the road tolls, where I said I was going to have to sit down in light of, uh, you know, the province's reversal that sort of left us holding the bag to a considerable extent. They did give us some additional gas tax money, but um, I I would have to sit down with all of the party leaders, including the premier, and go over uh, what their platforms were going to be for Toronto uh, at the time of the next election, because my job is to stand up for Toronto. My job is to make sure issues like the nightmarish traffic and transit and uh, housing get addressed and that involves a partnership with the other governments and when uh, a government is not coming to the table uh, in the manner that they should be in my opinion uh, then I have an obligation to sit down with the opposition parties and with them and say okay how can we do better here and that's exactly what the meeting with Mr. Brown was about Um, and I met with Ms. Horvath the NDP leader probably a month and a half ago so this is not any big deal it's something that I think a mayor should be doing. Um, What about uh, the MPPs, the Liberal MPPs. I mean, after all, they swept Toronto. Uh, are they just taking Toronto for granted? And and are you going to be lobbying them or asking uh, Toronto residents to be talking to their MPPs as well? Definitely. I mean, that's how the process works. And, and you know, it's interesting to me that the 905 MPPs, when it came to the road tolls, they rose up as one, uh, led by Mr. Del Duca, and they, you know, convinced the Premier to reverse herself on this. Uh, and so I'm just saying to the 416 people, who are mostly Liberals, um, please help me, because the people who are living in the substandard Toronto community housing are constituents of each one of those Liberal MPPs. There, there is a substandard housing located in every one of their constituencies across the city. And of course, I have responsibility for every part of the city. And so, yes, I will be lobbying them and encouraging them to speak up and show the same kind of uh, persuasive ability that their colleagues from 905 showed on road tolls so that we might be able to get uh, the attention of the senior people in the government. Uh, have, Have you had any kind of response from them so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, they yes, I mean, they 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 understand the problem. Some of some of them have even raised the problem with me and sort of said, "Boy, some of those buildings that are in my riding are not really in very good shape." And I sort of will say, "Well, yes, uh, we, the city taxpayers, uh, have invested a billion dollars, Libby, literally uh, this year alone, two hundred and fifty million dollars in making those repairs. But when the repair bill is a total of two and a half billion dollars, we need the help of your government." I say to them, and so now that's why I'm saying I need them to speak up inside their government and show the same, uh, you know, the same flexing of muscle that the 905 people did when they went and got road tolls abolished uh, so that we can get some money for the social housing repairs to join the federal government and ourselves in uh, paying for that. Now, it is, so is, is it just a matter of uh, 
the 905 MPs uh, being more organized, or is it a matter of, of you know, in terms of the the way the electoral map kind of works out, uh, that, that those people have more of a voice? I mean, how did it turn out like this? I don't know, to be honest with you. You know, politics is a complicated business, but <laughs> I certainly don't know the internal workings of, uh, you know, of the Liberal government and the Liberal caucus, but I do know that we have quite a number, a couple of dozen of uh, MPPs uh, from uh, Toronto, from the 416, and uh, I just think um, it is their responsibility with me uh, and others to speak up for the people of Toronto because those are the people they represent and that one of the biggest issues we face now in addition to traffic and transit is social housing uh, repairs or the lack thereof and that uh, out of a $140 billion budget, um, I hope they could, have sque- they could squeeze a few dollars out for these repairs uh, when in fact the budget contained nothing for these repairs, no new money. And uh, what can we expect to see on this in the coming days and weeks? Well, you know, look, I, I, I like to think at some point in time they'll sort of call some sort of a meeting to say, well, let's sit down and hash something out. But uh, so far they are giving press conferences and so forth that are trying to, you know, raise, conjure up, uh, you know, facts that don't exist. I mean, things where they claim there was money for housing repairs when, in fact, there wasn't. No new money. There's some old money they've well, sort of reannounced. They're, uh, so, they're good at that, as are most governments well, I've no, ever most, seen. I, look, I'll confess that. Governments are good at reannouncements, <laughs> but these people have raised it to an art form. And, you know, I, I, I'm just saying it. I, I'm, I'm, and I, uh, by the way, if they announced some new money for, for housing repairs, social housing repairs, or if they committed themselves to being involved in the future transit projects we must move forward with in order to alleviate traffic, I will go to any part of the city they want as often as they want uh, while still doing my job because I work a long day, so I'll fit time in to go and stand next to any MPP and congratulate them and thank them and acknowledge that everything I said before has been dealt with because they've put forward some money. Um, and, and so I look forward to that day because that'll be a good day for Toronto. I believe a good day for them and certainly a good day for our city government here. And uh I, I know you have to go soon, Meritory, uh, but do you see this? I mean, a lot of people see this budget as basically an act of desperation to try to lift uh, the Liberal government's popularity. Uh, are, do you feel like you're the victim of that a bit? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think what surprises me is that they wouldn't take the opportunity, because I think Kathleen Wynne is a very compassionate person who understands these issues. She cares about Toronto. She cares about the plight of people who live in uh, Toronto community housing. And I think if she wasn't somehow under the spell of probably some bureaucrats who told her we couldn't do this, that uh, she would uh, just pick up the phone and say, look, you know, it's it's the right thing to do to help uh, with some, uh, you know, some funds for these social housing repairs. Uh, you know, probably some provincial government should have done it years ago. And by the way, I'll say right now, it was a conservative government that downloaded this housing many years ago, and I think that uh, that's what she'd do, and I, I, I believe she will one day. Uh, I just hope it happens soon, uh, because the tenants are waiting, uh, you know, living in conditions that most people wouldn't accept uh, for themselves or for their fellow citizens, and I think they have a responsibility to help us fix it. Okay. Kathleen Wynn, under the spell of bureaucrats. Mayor John Tory, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.